1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check us out on Five Reasons YouTube. Post up five R as soon as the game ends, before floor, an hour before every game begins. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. You will get everything that we do on the channel. It's a lot more than just the heat. Also, fivereasonsports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. That is our no paywall site. You do not have to pay to read our content, unlike the newspapers in town. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We mention this one all the time. You may want to play this one. Before the Canes game, because obviously you want to watch some decent basketball, prizepicks.com. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. That's the code 5, and you would get your initial deposit match. This is the official fantasy sponsor of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. You can play two, three, four, five players together. You can play the flex play, the power play, any way you want to do it. And here's the thing, if you use that code 5, F-I-V-E, you put down $100, they will give you $100 to play with. You don't have to use it all at once, or you can put down $20. they will give you 20 So make sure you're signed up. That's the code 5-F-I-V-E. You're going to, be, want to want to be signed up for the playoffs. Also, if you're an MLB fan, plenty of baseball props are going to start going on there, too. And, of course, as I mentioned, the NCAA and their Final Four. So go to prizepix.com or download the Prizepicks app and use the code 5-F-I-V-E. It is legal in the state of Florida. And now, tonight's episode.
0: Down the best gang. Yay.
1: five on the floor, ride for my
0: dogs. Well, here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, ran rubber frogs. Just like Buck to say, you in trouble, y'all check the floor playing, got a all banned. Y'all seen the block, stop the one here. And Pat me trust, it's power have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
1: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Silvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Artie, just going back on Five on the Floor. We're not even going to wait until this one ends. Uh, the Miami Heat, as we speak, are down 28 points going into the fourth quarter. Andre Drummond essentially went coast to coast and gave them the Tyreek Hill. Uh, as he was finishing, just basically taunting the Miami heat on their home floor. Miami's now lost four in a row, or they will lose four in a row by the time this, this thing ends tonight. Uh, and this all started in Philadelphia with the meltdown in the fourth quarter with Tyrese Maxey going nuts. Uh, then they came home. Everything was supposed to kind of settle out teams without their best players. Uh, they lose two more in a row. One, one against the warriors, where they cannot stop Jordan Poole in the fourth. Then <laughs> the next game, they get a, a Knicks team that's not going to the playoffs without Julius Randle down here. And the fourth quarter, Emmanuel quickly goes nuts. Tonight was different. Tonight, in my view, Greg, and I'm going to bring on Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. And tonight's floor plan is we're just going to give you like a quick kind of hitting initial reaction to this and then tomorrow night we'll go more in depth on where they go from here but i I just want to get into what's happened tonight this was the most concerning of all of them for me and here's the reason the last three i think you could chalk up to a variety of factors okay greg like you know, something not being quite right with this team. In the first case, Hi- hero got hunted. Okay. You're in Philadelphia. It's a tough place to play. Maxi was playing well. The Warriors game was inexcusable, but again, uh, you, you had the, you know, the, the, the crack up on the sidelines and all that. So maybe there's some internal stuff, but you can sort that out. The Knicks game. I mean, the collapse in the fourth, but it's one quarter. Uh, again, not a good look at all. But again, it's just like, okay, we we're, were closer for three quarters. We looked like a good team again. The big issue tonight, Greg, is they were outclassed, like seriously outclassed. And and for, for the two of us, and I'll speak for myself here, who have been saying all year, well, why are you going to fear a Nets team that can't defend anybody, that has been kind of guys in and out all year, uh, has be, basically seemed like an ESPN production. I mean, it looked tonight like, you know, the Globe Trotters against the Washington Generals. I can't deny it tonight. Like they just don't look good enough. This is the first time this year that I've really looked at this team and said they don't even look like a second round team this season. Maybe I'm overreacting to the moment, but this doesn't seem like rotation tonight. This doesn't seem like chemistry tonight. This is not related to Eric Spolster not being there. And we hope all is well with his son. This just looks like they're not good enough, Greg. And this is the first time I've thought this this season, like, completely.
0: So I have a range of emotions. I'll start by saying I am legitimately bummed because I've said repeatedly on the show all year long that this team inspired more confidence than any team we've had since the Big Three era. And to see this crumble is just... I. Literally, if you told me, let's say mid-December, that uh, that there was a, a like a bunch of options, I don't care what they were, this would be the option that I would have said would be the least likely to take place. That this is not that they have dead legs. This is not that they've ran out of gas. It's not that. It's just not. This is something psychological this is something that transcends x's and o's jimmy even said it when when he said this is nothing spoken draw up he said that in a press conference recently jimmy was non-existent in the game that's currently being played as we are doing this it's one hundred five seventy-six with 754 to play in the fourth quarter um so it's a bummer and i i don't know how they rebound from this now there is a path where Somehow they regroup and they rattle off the rest of the games, the rest of the schedule and things are okay. Okay. Like that's possible because we've seen the big three do crazy things where all of a sudden momentum shifts fast. But I'll just say this, that I've never seen a team crumble in this fashion with these types of veterans and it not be something behind the scenes that we may all not be talking about yet or know hundred percent what's going on that fractures things to the point that it transcends the talent on the court and the players on the court and then their ability to play basketball. It's just something isn't right. And I think that that's ultimately where we're heading. And I hate that I'm saying that Ethan.
1: I'm trying to have that perspective that there must be something behind the scenes. And obviously I came back from Philadelphia and reported that there were some concerns, um, but nothing to this degree that would fracture it to this level. It was more so, you know, a feeling that maybe things were capped this year because of some stuff that was going on behind the scenes, but not that they would completely fall apart. my, My concern is this a couple things. One, we say, well, they could run the table. I'm looking at the rest of their schedule. And I hate to tell people because I'm going to one of these three games on the road. I'm going to be at the Chicago game. I, I don't see a lot of wins. I'm sorry. I That three-game road trip in Boston, Chicago, and Toronto, uh, will they get one? Maybe. The way that they're playing? I mean, you figure they beat Sacramento on Monday. The Kings always play them tough. The way they're
0: playing now, they win none of those games. Right. Ethan, so, like
1: that, so- that's how it, – it, and I'm not.
0: I'm not going to interrupt you. I promise. That's how – irreparable some of this stuff has looked as we've been watching it these last couple games. Yeah,
1: I mean they they don't yeah, they don't look like they can beat anyone. I mean they might squeak out a win. I mean and that's when when I was reporting what a heat official said to me after the the Jimmy, you know, Spo incident which was our issue is we just haven't played well since the Cleveland game. Now that Cleveland game I was looking at that's 3 weeks ago. You know, they didn't play well against Houston and Detroit in wins. I mean, they haven't played well against anybody. And, and But my bigger concern here, Greg, is that I think maybe we're looking for reasons that don't exist because we don't want to acknowledge the obvious. And the obvious is this. The way that this team is constructed, things need to be perfect for them. And I don't mean everybody needs to be in the lineup because we saw that was not the case this year. But everything needs to be perfect behind the scenes. They need to be feeling good about each other. There needs to be connectivity because they do not have the talent to overwhelm people. Okay? And, and so that's my concern because I'm watching this team tonight, and it is easy to forget things going well when they're going badly. Okay? And, and I, I acknowledge that. All right? I'm watching this team. Kyle Lowry can't get past anybody. Okay? Okay? Tyler Hero can't do anything without a screen. Jimmy and Bam look like they've never played together in their life. This is three years now. They, they look totally disconnected from each other. There was one possession that just jumped out to me tonight. It ended up in a 24-second violation. I put this on our off-the-floor thread. If you guys aren't following that, you should. Um, we put it up all the time on Five Reason Sports Twitter. There was one possession where literally, like, they couldn't – first, Bam not looking at the basket. Drummond is playing drop. He's doing nothing. He's looking for somebody, I guess. And we'll get into the Duncan stuff and all this after the break. Cause I know you want to talk about this. I don't even think Duncan was on the floor. He's looking for somebody to, to run dribble handoff with or something, but I mean, he's looking the other direction. He's not doing anything. Okay. The ball gets to, uh, to Kyle, I believe. And Kyle can't get past anybody. He, he's, he's trying to get into the lane. I appreciate the things that Kyle does well. He cannot get past anybody anymore. He just I, he can't. I'm, it, it's obvious. It's pl- plain eyes, okay? is not the Kyle Lauer I remember from a few years ago. He his, his basketball IQ is off the charts. His passing ability, with the exception of some stuff tonight, is usually off the charts. He's still a quality defender. He's a good three-point shooter, as we've seen, when he can get into some rhythm. He can't get by anybody, okay? So he couldn't get by anybody. So the ball then ends up with Jimmy, and Jimmy's doing nothing with it, pounding it. Until he finally gets it to Hero, who's locked up because they're putting more tension on him lately. And you end up with a 24-second violation. You have the four core guys on this team touching the ball on that possession, Hero after the 24-second sit. And you're just watching it like they cannot overwhelm anybody. None of them. They can't overwhelm anybody. And on the other side, you're watching KD shoot floaters off his bad leg, and you know they're going in. Okay, it was off leg, and that's when it hit me. Like, I, they they have to. It's not just that they have to get back to some semblance of normalcy to be good. They have to be clicking to such a level that they were at certain stages of this season, which, by the way, was mostly when at least one of them was out, which we've talked about,
0: or so we right even at seen the beginning anything. of the year when they were like six and one. They have to be
1: perfect. They have to be perfect. And and I just I don't know how they get to perfect when the role guys now are losing confidence, because now you're seeing Caleb Martin didn't look quite the same tonight. P.J. Tucker, who's been through this, made his first three in like a week and a half tonight. Okay, and otherwise uh, struggled at times. You look at uh, Deadman; It does not look the same. He's had some moments, but he has had really bad games here of late. And then it's like, well, you go to Morris, but the problem is you go to Morris. They have no paint protection. We've seen that other teams are getting into the paint. Struess had a really tough night the other night. Okay. Tonight I would have put him in earlier, but it's, and then, you know, again, I even mentioned Gabe Vincent and we're going to talk about Oladipo the depot and Duncan Robinson after the break. Cause I think we need to address both of them, but like, you know, I think Gabe Vincent has earned a rotation spot by not playing because you can see what his value is, but he's not going to, turn this okay and it's just like tyler coming back wasn't going to turn this this is bigger than all of that this may be a team greg and i'm going to go to some sponsors here and then we'll get into this This may be a team that realizes it has a ceiling and maybe that's all this is maybe it's not everybody maybe it's not the rotation like i thought it was and the clunkiness of that maybe it's just a team that is seeing its limitations right now something behind the scenes could be causing that but i think that tonight They look shell shocked. Like, we're not as good as this team. Like, we're just like, and once the pace elevated early in the game, I I kept tweeting it. They're screwed. They cannot play pace against teams that are more talented than them. They can't. They have to grind the games down. Like, I don't know where they got the idea that they're better than everybody. Just being the number one seed does not make you better than everybody. They got to be the number one seed by playing a certain way. They're not playing that way lately. All right. We're going to get into more of this uh, here as we go forward. We have an appropriate sponsor for you, though. Because there's mold in the house right now, in the Heat's house. Uh, for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early
0: so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call,
1: click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. There's water all over the place. There's fire damage. Everything is not fine. It's a disaster. You got to reach out to water cleanup. All right. That Pat, get on the phone. Get on the phone. Michael, his team up there. Robert, they're there for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, reliable services. Water cleanup Florida understands the impact and stress that an unexpected disaster like a four game losing streak at the end of the season may cause. Okay. So reach out to them. They're licensed building contractors. They provide A to Z service and one-stop shopping the busy homeowners and business owners require no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle it all for you. Reach out to Michael on his personal cell at 954-579-0356. It's nine five four five seven nine zero three five six. Take care of your water damage, your mold damage, your fire damage all of it again 24 hours a day check out the website watercleanupflorida.com or reach out to michael 954-579-0356 all right i'm i'm going to let you get into a couple of these other guys cuz i know wait, you want to wait wait what? oh i'm sorry i'm sorry hold on we're all having a bad night if you i know got i schmutz- got it
0: i got i got it hey it- miami heat if you got the schmutz <laughs> water cleanup of florida's got the guts
1: there you go. All right. Somebody needs to. Watercleanupflorida.com. I'm gonna let you get into these other pieces and parts right now. I, I think we need to have a Victorola Depot discussion. Yeah. Start start with the Duncan Robinson discussion. I'll lead us into Vic.
0: Um, so this is where I'm at with Duncan because everyone um I I I tweeted the salary numbers of the four top guys, and everybody was like, Oh, why include Duncan in that? Uh, In terms of like who should be really responsible on the court for making this, for figuring this out. And Duncan was paid to shoot in a way that he's just not doing. He's 0 of 3 right now, 13 uh, minutes. uh, So he's basically shelved. Uh, They uh, Chris Quinn has emptied the bench. And to that note... um, I don't see that. So Victor Oladipo, Max Strus, Caleb Martin, Highsmith, and Yurtsevin is in. So there's somebody missing there that he's not even playing at all. That's Markeith Morris. Um. So another weird thing here with Duncan is just that, like, part of what was going to make this all work, like. And, and, and we're going to have conversations, Ethan, you and I and Alex and Brady about like team con- roster construction. And was it what what were they? Did they understate having two non shooters and Jimmy and Bam as the offensive pillars of, of this basketball team? Part of what was going to make that work is Duncan Robinson being an absolute unconscious release valve that brought about the utmost gravity and that just hasn't happened so that's gonna have to be addressed he is I I just don't see any way that he's in the long-term plans I know I'm being doom and gloom tonight because this is really tough so maybe things turn around obviously I've seen crazier things happen but ultimately I don't think that that's gonna work Victor Oladipo for as much as I want it to work maybe he comes back as a low cost bench option next year with some upside but he's not the difference maker that this team needed to all of a sudden catapult them, you know, from a talent level perspective in the Eastern conference. So enough of that. Um, The rest of this, I think we have some conversations about how do you move forward with a couple older guys that are attached at the hip and a couple younger guys you can build around, but we're not going to get there tonight. Ultimately, this is like, it's unfortunate. You mentioned the season where the heat got, Uh, A 50-win team without Alonzo Mourning, with Anthony Mason as an all-star, Eddie Jones as a supporting player, Brian Grant as the center. They had a great season, and they got swept out of the first round, or even last year, where they kind of just fell flat at the end. This is a different kind of falling flat, Ethan. I can't remember this kind of crumble. and Unless they turn something around, this is going to be a little unprecedented, right?
1: Yeah, I think so, and, and I think, like, so we'll have those discussions about Duncan and Depot and where they go from them there, you know, after the season. I think right now we got to address what they do with them at the moment because um, I, I think the after-the-season conversation is going to be really complicated because my single biggest fear for this team, and I said it the other night, and I will address this more tomorrow, is that I have a feeling that Tyler Hero is going to show up in the playoffs and they're going to get beat badly anyway. And then you're going to be in a position where the one guy that you can actually trade is the guy who showed you, you shouldn't trade him. I hate that. That, that is, that may be where right. we're headed. Uh, and I I just, you know, again, we're going to talk here about Duncan and Depot, but in a lot of ways, this is a Jimmy Bam Kyle conversation. You've, you've got three guys we're going to be making, as you said, you know, I mean, you can't get away from it. Cat mechanics are cat mechanics. I, I don't count other people's money, but the NBA does. Okay. And, you, you know, you've got you got three guys making well north of $100 million. between. They got to do people. the heavy lifting. And the question is, the question is coming for me is, it's like when I see the guys coming up with the Amazon packages in my building. Sometimes the packages are too heavy and they're looking too heavy for the three of them right now. Okay. And they're looking like these three guys are not as connected as they need to be. I'm a little bit confused, you know, with the relationship that Kyle and Jimmy have, why it doesn't look better with the two of them together. And that's something we have not talked about. And again, maybe it's because one was in, one was out, one was in, one was out, but like, I get it. Okay. That there would be some growing pains with Kyle and some of the other guys. And we've talked about Kyle bringing out the best in bam and everything else and how Kyle would fit with Tyler that Kyle's look good with Gabe. Why don't Kyle and Jimmy look better together more consistently on the offensive end? Like they're tied at the hip. I don't get it. Why don't Jimmy and bam look better together? Except for the fact that again, their games are not ideal for number one and number two options uh, offensively, but we knew that. Okay. So shouldn't they have progressed more to the third year where we're not surprised when Jimmy hits bam in the pocket or bam. Okay. You know, takes Jimmy's lead to be aggressive. Okay. And they look, they look, you know, you know, they look in, in symbiotic together. Why is that not happening? But the Kyle Jimmy one to me is one I, that is, we not, we have not discussed it enough and I, it's a little bit of a mystery to me. I thought that would look better this year. Um, and particularly at this stage of the season. So especially because he
0: was the number one free agent option because of Jimmy, because Butler. of
1: Jimmy and they gave him the third year because of Jimmy. So that has to look better. But, but just to get to the, the real quick to the two guys we, we started this with, I think the Victor Oladipo experiment has to end right now. Um, and maybe it hasn't ended because, and I'm not saying permanently for the heat. I, yeah, I think but for I guess, this
0: run, you're right.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I, I think Vic has done a lot of good work to get himself, uh, back into this. And, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely appreciated, you know, what he's done and taking the minimum and everything else, but something hasn't gone right here. You know, they may have waited too long. Um, to start this process. Maybe it was because of his health. Maybe it was because Gabe was playing well. They didn't want to rush it. It's too late in the season to make the changes. That is where the 2000, 2001 comparison came up with me because Zoe came back with 13 games left. They went eight and five. They actually had a better record than that without him. And then got swept in the first round. But again, that was Zoe. Okay. I mean, like you're going to accommodate Zoe accommodating, you know, Victor Oladipo who's never done anything for this franchise yet is a whole nother matter. We talked about the concerns with it. It has seemed to have thrown them out of sync. And, and I wonder if we're going to hear more about that after the season, that that was something that maybe they regret the, the way that they handled it. Or maybe they thought the other players on the team would handle it better because, Spo, you know, made the com- comment about, you know, this is for amateurs when people were concerned about this sort of stuff. Well, apparently not. I don't really know what Vic's doing on the court uh, right now. Like I, and I just, I I say that with all due respect. It doesn't know what he knows, what he's doing, like one possession to the next, who he's playing with. He had one strong baseline drive tonight where he got fouled, but the rest of it, he's not a spot up shooter. uh, That's going to be consistent.
0: He needs a regular season game in January that no one cares about. He needs a month of those. You know what I mean? Well, he like had not right Houston. now before the playoffs.
1: Houston, Greg. But but that's the yeah. thing. Like then they got right back into the schedule against tougher teams, and and so, I, I to me the first thing I would do is once Gabe Vincent's healthy, you put him back in the rotation. That's it. That agreed. Just you just you know, a Vic, you can break glass with emergency with Vic in the playoffs if you need a spark or something like that. Maybe gives it to you. As far as Duncan goes. I have defended him a lot of different ways. There are so many games this year where he's just, I, I think Eric Reed says it. He says he's been, I don't, know if he says non-factor or something. It's just, there's nothing happening there. And we've seen like a couple of nights ago when Struess was getting killed late in the game that Duncan didn't play 110 to 92 final, by the way. So they made it look a little bit better at the end. But there, there have been games that, but he, he can't get in the late game rotation anyway, uh, no matter how things are going. And there's just a lot of these donut games. And so the card that that Spo I think, was holding in his pocket, which is Tyler Hero to the starting lineup, is likely going to be played. And I think the thing that we didn't expect was we thought if that happened, that Oladipo would run the bench. I don't think that's going to happen. I think if Tyler goes to the starting lineup, that Gabe Vincent's going to run the bench. With Caleb, no bench. Well, maybe, well, maybe with Caleb and Max Schroes, okay. Or something like that. And at least you get the three guys who had energy together and did seem connected and you roll with your minimum guys in the, in the playoffs off the bench and that becomes your bench mob. And you just, and Duncan takes a lesser role. If at all, he's situational and Depot doesn't play at all. I I think that's kind of where we're headed. And then the other conversation that has to be had is, you know, Morris or Deadman. And honestly, I, I'm not really comfortable with either right now. So uh, and don't give me yurt. that's not going to solve this problem. Not not this year. No. OK, the big so, is going to
0: be case by case.
1: Right. So I just I, I guess what I'm getting to is this. OK, we're going to talk about all these things as we go forward. Uh, certainly tomorrow night, we'll get into more depth about what they can do. But I'm going to come back to this. Their best players tonight so their supposed to best players didn't look good enough to compete in any way with the Nets' two best players in any way, and they didn't even look good enough to compete with Andre Drummond, and that to me at this stage is concerning. And I do think we need to adjust to expectations. And I think Greg, going forward, uh, one ten to one ninety-five is actually the actual score. But I think going forward, we're going to have to talk about you know the seeding question becomes less relevant now because you just want to be playing better. This team may be better off in a four seed with lower expectations against, I don't know, a Chicago maybe in the first round and just trying to get right. I mean, that, that may be a react, but I'll tell you what, if you're in, you better hope Boston keeps rising.
0: Yeah. Avoid Brooklyn, avoid Boston, avoid Milwaukee, figure the rest out and hope for the best. But truthfully, like, I just feel like whatever's bubbling beneath the surface that's made this transpire I just don't think it it spells for a long playoff run. And I really hope I wrong, I'm wrong. Y'all know me. I would rather be wrong and be happy than be right. Um, but it just, it doesn't look right to me. Something intuitively tells me that something is not right.
1: No, I'm with you. And I, I wish I was in the locker room like I used to be because I would get a better sense of it. Maybe I'll get a better sense of it when I'm in Chicago. Something is not right. But I think the biggest thing that's not right right now is that, this team may be hitting its proverbial ceiling and they may have hit it too soon. And, and that, that is the, and I can be wrong and they could get things right. There's an Indiana team from a few years ago. If you remember, we've talked about this team a lot that crashed down the end of the season. They somehow managed to still keep the one seed. If you recall, okay. They lost to the heat in the Eastern conference finals, but they got there. Okay. They got there. They, they, they nearly, I believe they nearly lost to an eight seed in the first round, it looked that would like feel a sp- like a
0: success now, Ethan.
1: <laughs> it's all about expectations. That's all it's about. All right. I don't want to put more sponsors on this episode because honestly, I don't know if they want to be associated with this, but we figured water cleanup is a good one. Prize use that code five. And then obviously we always mention this. Look, you need to recover after a game like this, go to therapistpreferred.com. use your code five RSN. That's the number five RSN 25% off for your tincture, your sports cream, your gummies and all that good stuff at Therapist preferred.com code five, the number five R S N try to have a good night. Everybody. The Canes play elite eight. The Canes play. The Panthers came back and won tonight down three, nothing there. They won four, three Tyreek Hill is a dolphin. They all stole the heat's powers. Have a good night, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the fire regional sports network